today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about something else that was going on uh, virtually, of course, uh, yesterday, the General Issues Committee with Hamilton City Council. Uh, we already talked about a couple of the issues to do with uh, the tent encampments that are happening and sprouting up all over the town, and we've, I think I discussed exactly how the city is going to go forward on that. But there was also a, a series there of delegations that were held, and it was to do with the police budget and police defunding, as many people characterized it. Uh, I guess there were about 40 uh, different delegations who made presentations to the city council. Uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger uh, is also the chair of the Police Services Board, and he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about uh, what happened yesterday and uh, how city council is going to re- impact uh, what's going to happen over the next little while. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for the time. Good to have you with us again today. Good good to be with you as always, Bill. Thank you. Uh, you had very little time to bask in the glory of the Amazon announcement yesterday, and you were right back at it to do with the police services budget, uh, which has been a rather contentious item. What did you hear yesterday, Mr. Mayor, that uh, that caught your attention from uh, those 40-odd delegates? Well, I mean, I, I, we certainly heard some concern in the community about the uh, level of police in our community. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think some of the information that was shared with us uh, was unfortunately misinformed. But, uh, but the reality is that there, there's a desire in the community for, uh, you know, a, a second look at, you know, how policing is performed and what, what they engage in. And, and what we've uh, said all along was that we're open to that conversation. Uh, that doesn't mean that you just arbitrarily take 20% out of the police budget and say we're done. It means that uh, you, you have to have some sort of a process to have that dialogue and make a determination of, of what's the best way to keep our citizens safe and serve our citizens in our community to make sure they get the right care and treatment that uh, they need, depending on what their issues are. And so um, we're up for that conversation. That's actually happening through the uh, safety and the community safety and wellness plan that has to be developed by the city of Hamilton. The police is a partner in that. They're one, one agent at the table. A lot of other community institutions at the table. There'll be a broader community engagement piece all talking about community safety and wellness uh, in, in our city, something that is required as a result of the, uh, the mandate of, uh, in, in the Police Services Act and uh, mandated by the province of Ontario that uh, these plans need to be done in all of our communities. So it's, that, that discussion is ongoing. It's the perfect venue to have that kind of dialogue as to what's the best way to keep our citizens safe and provide uh, you know, well-being. And so uh, that dialogue will continue, and uh, I see that as the path forward in terms of coming up with alterations. And, you know, if, if there are, you know, sensible, reasonable alterations that can be made, uh, and, uh, and there's a money component to that, then certainly there, there, there's a, there'll be a discussion about how that's realigned. But just, you know, arbitrarily taking, you know, 20% out of the police budget, uh, has, uh, you know, immediate and dramatic impacts. And that unto itself is, uh, is a non-starter. Um, you know, we're, we're, we would lose 270-some-odd police officers right off the get-go. Ninety percent of the cost of policing in the community is all about uh, human resources. It's about people, uh, frontline services. Ten percent is bricks and mortar and equipment. And so uh, you, can't, you can't hive off 20 percent and still expect that the community is going to remain safe and the proper level of policing is going to happen in our community. And, you know, in my view, some of the, some of the uh, presenters, presenters said that, uh, that the policing doesn't make our community safe. Well, I happen to disagree. I think uh, if, if we didn't have policing, uh, we would have, uh, you know, a very, very different community. And, uh, you know, crime would be running rampant. And uh, there would be no one there to, to actually help deal with that. So I'm not on for that. 
but I'm definitely on for a conversation around uh, can we do things better? If we can, how do we do it? Are you comfortable with the way this discussion is being framed, though, Mr. Mayor? And you just alluded to the fact that a number of the presenters yesterday uh, seem to be of that mindset. This, in their mind, is not a discussion about how can we improve policing. It's how can we eliminate policing in this community, or at least reduce it significantly. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, that's a non-starter. I mean, this is people need to you know appreciate and understand that the breadth and depth of things that police work on each and every day. Uh, you know, from human trafficking to pedophilia to, to uh, you know, the domestic disputes to, you know, you name it. All, all kinds of things that the police are, you know, asked to be participants in, including, you know, crisis management and mental health issues. Not alone, by the way. And, uh, you know, the uh, recent reports that were put forward by the chief, uh, you know, clearly identified that for, you know, for a decade at least, uh, people in crisis have been uh, not only visited by police, but by by, by practitioners in social services, uh, mental health practici- practitioners, all coming together and providing uh, care and service to individuals that are in crisis. Now, the moment you know that crisis becomes a threat to others or to themselves, then uh, it starts to heighten the the requirement of police to to react to that. But uh, their their first objective is not to get people into jail. Not to, uh, you know, handcuff people or isolate them, but to get them into proper treatment if they're uh, dealing with crisis issues. The same uh, same applies to getting people into housing. Uh, there's a, a policing component to that. We're not the only, uh, police is not the only ones that are participants in that, but there are times when folks that are uh, homeless, uh, you know, need the, uh, you know, police to, to be present, as well as the social workers and others that are engaging, because there can be some violence and there can be some threats that police need to deal with. And so policing isn't everything. Uh, No one has ever said that policing is going to solve all of our problems. They're only one component of a community effort in housing, in social services, all of which need to be properly funded for all for it to work uh, successfully. So I'm uh, I I think the frame is wrong. Uh, You know, some of them got the numbers wrong. They they actually claimed that uh, the policing has gone up 50 percent in the last five years. That's just totally factually incorrect. Uh, Policing has gone up 15% over the last uh, five years. And as a percentage of the budget, uh, over the last 20 years, it's hovered at around 19% or so as as a percentage of the overall budget for the city. Uh, It is at at, at virtually the same number today as it was 20 years ago in terms of percentage of budget. So we've not, you know, jumped the cost of policing. Community has grown. Uh, Policing demands have grown. Uh, is, there a, is there an opportunity for us to have a look at, are there areas where uh, others might be more helpful? Of course there is, and uh, that's a dialogue that should happen. But to just say, uh, you know, let's get rid of policing and our community will be better off for it, I just I vehemently disagree with that. One of the common themes that I know you heard yesterday, and I certainly have heard on this program uh, every time this discussion has come up, uh, Mr. Mayor, has been uh, to do with mental health issues. And, and I know a number of the people yesterday that made presentations uh, talked about that and suggested that uh, mental health professionals are best suited to respond to people in crisis situations like that. Uh, i got to tell you, uh, in my discussions uh, with uh, Chief Gerd and with other frontline officers, they agree. They think that's exactly what should be happening. Uh, but how do you do that? And, and how do you implement something like that? We're not having that discussion. We're simply saying these guys should do it instead of these guys. Uh, but there's going to be a cost to it no matter what. And, and, and we don't know how that's going to roll out. When you call 911, it does not go to the hospital. It's, it's an emergency response that you get. And that's usually a frontline officer. 
Right, but we but we have a crisis response unit that is comprised yeah. of not only a police officer but a paramedic and uh, and a social worker that are there. They, they go there in tandem. They go together. Uh, so it's not just a police response. It's a social service and paramedics response so they can look after the health care needs of whatever that person's crisis is, whether it's addiction or mental health. Uh, you know, throwing people in jail is not the right answer. We all agree with that. Uh, getting people into the right treatment and, and making sure that they're dealt with, uh, with, with not force, but with uh, compassion and care is what everybody wants, and that's what's already happening. So the presentations that the chief will be making on September the 23rd when he appears will be a presentation of, of not only what police are doing, but what paramedics and social services are doing in tandem with the police in crisis situations like the one you just described. So uh, I would say it's already happening. Can we have more of that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, there, there, I think we've been a leader in that area in our community. It's a model that actually was started here and then adopted in other places in our community. And I would say, uh, you know, that's the right thing to do. Should we have more resources put into that? Very, very likely we should. And uh, that's, a, that's a conversation that we should have. When I had a discussion with a frontline officer, and I kind of mentioned the name, I, but, but <laughs> that's essentially the, the message I was getting from, from, and this is an individual who's been on the police service for quite some time, serving Hamilton for a number of years now. Uh, and, right. and he was quite candid about it, Mr. Mayor. And he said, okay, we didn't ask for this. Uh, we, we are the de facto social workers on the street. And, and, you know, when we need help, obviously, as you've just alluded to, there are, there are programs in place and partnerships that are already in place. Uh, which raises the question, are, are we as a community, and I just mean police services, but the city as well, are we doing a good enough job to, 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 to inform people about what's available and what's going on and what is happening already? Well, and I, you know, that's, that's certainly the effort that's happening right now. I mean, I think over the years we have informed people. Uh, you know, the police services board meetings are public, and, uh, you know, we have regular you know, visitations with you and others in the media, Cable 14, uh, sharing what, uh, what policing is doing in our community. I mean, right now, the, the mood around policing, the animosity towards policing is, uh, in, in, you know, very strong in the United States, obviously, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, and, you know, and no, no surprise when, you know, a, a, a country that, uh, that supports, uh, you know, having everyone carry guns, uh, no surprise that, 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 that you know, policing are, are, are nervous and uh, jittery, and, and you have more kind of gunplay interaction happening there. Uh, you know, a lesson learned for Canada is to ensure that we keep these guns off the streets because they're the beginning of, you know, a downward slide into what we see happening in the United States. Fortunately, we're not at the same degree. Uh, the other day when we had our meeting, uh, the chief and the board acknowledged systemic, systemic racism exists in our community, in policing, uh, in our city, in our country. That, that, that's to be acknowledged. Uh, Black Lives Matter. They, they, they should and they do. And, uh, and there's work to be done in terms of discrimination between for Black Lives Matter or for Muslims in our community or for the Jewish community. Uh, you know, various forms of discrimination occur, and we need to be vigilant, ensuring that we do everything we can to stamp that out and that we also hire uh, are reflective of uh, the, the, the face of our community so that the diversity is respected in the police service as well as in the community at large. And so those are important issues, and uh, there have been important issues in policing for quite some time. Uh, it's, it's heightened now, and, uh, you know, all the better. Let's, let's have a broader conversation about that. The, the bigger issue, and, you know, the, the whole pandemic has amplified this significantly, is 
the social services underfunding, which we've been arguing about for years. So there isn't enough resources being put into housing. There isn't enough resources being put into mental illness. Uh, the, uh, there are far too many people, uh, you know, on the streets with mental illness issues that are, uh, you know, probably shouldn't be there, but they've been released from, uh, from the, you know, an institution or uh, from, a, from a home. Uh, you know, these are all complicating problems, and it requires additional resources. <clears throat> Taking money from police and handing it to those agencies doesn't solve the problem. Uh, the problem is underfunding in those areas, and we need to have a broader conversation with our federal and provincial partners about addressing those issues, especially in light of the pandemic that really has amplified those very important, stark social issues that uh, need to be addressed. You had a couple of minutes with the Premier uh, last week when he was in town. I know you talked about a couple of different issues. Uh, as you mentioned, this, this concern about policing and police budgets, et cetera, is not a Hamilton issue. It's a, it's a North American issue, really. Uh, just about every city we're having that discussion. Uh, and, and your point about uh, the federal and provincial governments having to step up here to, uh, to assist in some of these programs, I think, is, is well taken. Uh, does the Premier understand that? Is he on the same page as, as you and the other mayors? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, they, they've got a keen understanding. I mean, one of the, one of the focuses, obviously, from the pandemic uh, has been long-term care. Uh, you know, long-term care has, you know, really, really been amplified in terms of the level of resources that are putting to, put into them. And he's, he's got a very, very strong commitment on growing the long-term care sector in the public sector realm. Uh, we, had a, we had a chat around the encampments and uh, the very, very important things that are happening in our, our city as well as happening in other cities uh, in, in the community. So I think they, they have a keen understanding that uh, there, there needs to be you know, more resources put into these areas. And if we, we do that, you know, it's not unlike uh, you know, guaranteed basic income, which you, know, you and I and others have argued for years is, uh, is a wide step for the, prov- uh, the federal government to take uh, today. Uh, you know, virtually, you know, many people that are not working are getting guaranteed income. And it's demonstrating to have been a, a huge benefit to supporting our economy and saving us a lot of money in other areas and shortening the recovery time uh, in the country and in our communities. And so, uh, you know, things like the kinds of resources in the hands of those that are not part of our growing economy is going to be very, very important. If we fail to do that, then we can we can forecast that costs in policing and costs in social services are going to continue to rise. So uh, you know what? Make the investments now. Provide people you know a guaranteed basic income. Provide people uh, you know the resources to have a decent standard of living, and we will solve a lot of the social problems that we're currently talking about. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, as always, Mr. Mayor, thanks so much for the time. More to come on this, obviously, with the uh, the meetings that you've got scheduled over the next few weeks, and I'm sure we'll talk about this again. Thanks again. Thank you. Have a great day. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.